0: Santa. I've been a good boy nearly every day this year. I wanted to see you at the mall, but my grandfather finished curling practice too late. I don't think he really wanted to go, so I'm writing you this letter to tell you what I would like for Christmas. Can I please have a mini bake oven? Sincerely, Nicholas Hulson. 29 Meadowlark Lane, Hell Township. Let the boy go. It's me you really want. On the contrary, I knew the boy would lead me to you and he did. Now that he's the last remaining Yulson. Why do we settle this, Claus? Care to redeem yourself?
1: oh ho, ho ho ho! Merry Christmas!
0: Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. He
2: Christmas is over when I say it's over. I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. He's not just scary. He's educational. It's Bill Goldberg. A Christmas movie with lots of wrestling references and a body count. What do you, Jim, what do you think the body count was in this one?
1: Is there an accurate number? Yeah. I'm going to say 37.
2: Pretty close, 41. Really? really
1: oh, good. yes.
2: You paid attention. Almost. This is the Pool Scene Podcast. It's WTF season, and we are wrapping up, pardon the pun, our Christmas content. We're excited to be moving into the new year. I am Kevin. I'm joined by Jim. Ho, ho. I'm going Gilbert Godfrey. Ho, ho, ho. This week, we visit one of my yearly Christmas staples, Santa's sleigh. I watch this one every year, so bonus that we are going to record an episode about it. Yeah. Two birds, one stone. This movie was written and directed by david steinman ring a bell the great steinman never heard of him a former assistant to brett ratner now ratner unfortunately probably known more for his rape and sexual assault and harassment allegations but ratner had directed rush hour red dragon x-men the last stand tower heist etc the reason i mentioned ratner's credits is because david steinman had not directed anything before or after santa Slay. santa Slay is his only directing credit seems about right and ratner produced this i think that this one missed its window by a few years so wrestling had cooled off considerably by 2005 goldberg was already done with his only full-time wwe run because it lasted about a year and some change wcw folded wwe bought wcw not everyone from wcw showed up immediately in WCW. not at all just a handful, a handful defected before, which was the Radicals. And then at this time, I think it was like Batista was the top guy. Eddie Guerrero died in 2005. Yeah, early
1: 2005.
2: Um, Shawn Michaels, I think, was still at the top. Yep. Randy Orton. So yeah, Your usual suspects. Your usual suspects. But I think. I Hogan. Hogan. Think- Hogan made that return. I think Batista was the PWI wrestler of the year, if I'm not mistaken. Which is crazy when you think about that. Yeah. Santa's sleigh includes Goldberg's catchphrase. Who's next? One of his signature moves, the spear, when he spears someone through the glass display at the deli. No jackhammer, though. And Santa blows his horn at an old woman to get out of the way, and she yells suck it suck it which of course is the catchphrase of Degeneration generation X or DX for short and also wrestling related is a cameo from Tiny Lister who was Zeus in No Holds Barred and technically in WWF yes I think if this one would have released maybe four to five years earlier it could have done well even in theaters with wrestling fans well I think the smartest play would have been
1: okay ready to rumble we covered this before that released in 2000 near the death knell of WCW why not do back to back like here's Goldberg this Christmas well, WCW Presents see but that's
2: the difference with with Ready to Rumble is it's a, a wrestling movie which we covered with Orientanza, and Tunza, but it's a wrestling movie where David Arquette and James Kahn who's in this movie, yeah, ironically his son, Scott Caan, is in Ready to Rumble. And then there just happens to be wrestlers in it. Or as Tons of called him, Scott Koontz. Scott Coons. There just happens to be wrestlers in the movie. Well, in this, like Goldberg is the guy. He's but, the guy. Then again, to play devil's advocate, to my own argument, after Stone Cold quit WWE, he made a bunch of movies and no oh, one well. saw those ones. Yeah. No, not at there all. It was like The Condemned. and the, about,
1: I always hear good things about The Condemned because yeah. it was basically Battle Royale. Yeah.
2: But there's, yeah, there's, there were a few like Stone Cold movies where you would think this should sell on Stone Cold's name alone. Explain to me why they did not remake
1: Brian Bosworth Stone Cold with Stone Cold as Stone Cold. Two on the nose. Would have been great.
2: Stone Cold doesn't need to be remade because that movie's fucking awesome. It's fucking badass. That movie's great. Jim, I don't know if there's any budget information or if this even got a theatrical release, but please give us any available information and news and number ones at time of release. WUAB
0: Channel 43, where the news comes first. This is the 10 o'clock view.
1: So, at the day we are recording this, Santa Slay came out exactly 17 years ago, December the 20th, 2005. Oh. Happy 17th anniversary to Santa Slay. I could not find a budget. This sure as hell wasn't in any box office, so zero in zero. A ton of Canadian tax credit money this movie made. Yep. Only other explanation. 2005, everybody. The year the Xbox 360 and the Red Ring of Death. And American Idol reigned supreme on the television airwaves. Yes, I supported Kelly Clarkson over Justin I had to. She was amazing. That's when I was a huge American Idol fan. Were you a huge enough fan to go see from Justin to Kelly? No, I never saw that. But every time it would go off, you know, to commercial and come back on, you know, to well, I'd always do the arm thing. I was huge. We watched it every week. It was crazy. Then they pulled that shit with John Stevens, the fourth. Fuck that show. stopped ever since. So, Kevin, I found him. review on imdb about santa Slay. it's very wordy it's going to take up the majority of the news segment okay because why the hell not the title of it good for some laughs best viewing with friends and beer as kevin and i friends we had beer perfect Here we go. Turns out there were two immaculate conceptions. One was Jesus and one was Santa Claus. One day, Santa loses a bet with an angel that must play nice for a thousand years. In parentheses, this part was told in stop-motion animation. Yes, it was. Well, his punishment is up and he's here to wreak havoc. Only an old inventor, his grandson... Nicholas Yulson, and girlfriend Mary, played by Emily DeRaven, aka Claire from Lost, can stop him. This film takes a fun look at the holidays with the blackest of black humor. It's a weird way to put it. It opens with Chris Kattan, Rebecca Gayheart, Fran Drescher, and Jimmy Kahn, which I'm going to say this real quick. I don't know how or why they got the money for those guys literally for 10 minutes. (laughs) It's worth it. It's fucking amazing. They get slaughtered by Santa. There are countless other cameos strewn throughout the movie. Oh, and did I mention that bill goldberg is playing santa and doing his own stunts and that brett ratner produced this there is much fun to be had here such as santa beating up christmas carolers kids running from Santa on slow you will see a candy cane in his eye a christmas star in the back santa sleigh getting valet parking and some ho ho ho's. here we go get ready to laugh kevin the production values were very high and it looks as though it was shot on 35 millimeter That means high production value? What the fuck world are you living in, pal? Bottom line, good for some laughs. Best viewing with friends and a beer. Seven out of 10 from Molly Kalashi from horroryearbook.com. Check her out on myspace.com slash horroryearbook.
2: Horror yearbook. I like that. Yeah.
1: So, Molly, that was Molly's rating. I think it was fucking balls on accurate, I would say. Oh, yeah. Now, Kevin, on to the news. And this one, I specifically picked out for you. Twyla Tharp's Rock Ballet, Moving Out, Set the Songs of Billy Joel, closes at the Richard Rogers
2: Theater in New York City after 1,303 performances. They literally moved out. Well... That many performances, I mean, working too hard might give you a heart attack. <laughs> act, 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 act. <laughs> Aye, yo, Off to sports. Good evening, everybody. I'm George Michael. Welcome to the Sports Machine.
1: Now, Kevin, we would normally talk about sports here in around December of 2005, but this was the craziest week in NFL history. Let's kick it right off with Washington versus New York. Terry McLaurin, the wide receiver of the Washington Commanders, literally checked the ref to see he was on sides. Thumbs up the ref, ref thumbs up him, rep throws a fucking flag on him. Makes no exact sense to me that the ref would throw a flag on the player that checked to see if he was on sides. Whatever. Two plays later, horrible pass interference miss. The commanders win the game. They take a one game lead in the NFC East. Absolutely crazy. Next up, the biggest comeback in NFL history. The Vikings come back from 33 nothing down at half, even though. In the second half, they turned it over on downs, threw a pick, and they have a fumble. Crazy! They came back and won it in overtime. They are one of only two teams, the 1993 playoff Buffalo Bills, that came back 35 to three down to the Houston Oilers to come back from 30 or more down. It was a crazy comeback, and we saw perhaps the worst play in NFL history. Yes. Patriots. All you had to do was kneel, throw a Hail Mary, but apparently Belichick said Mac Jones can't throw that far, whatever. So what happens? You have Jacoby Myers throw the ball back in the annexation of Puerto Rico to an interception pick six. Bye bye. Raiders win walk off style.
2: So you either play, take a knee and play for overtime. Yeah. But do you think that maybe Jacoby Myers just took that up on himself? Like it wasn't supposed to be a lateral play. Uh, It sure as hell seems like it, but why would
1: you even, half why would you do what you even started that for yeah just take the knee it literally was a running play so what were you trying to accomplish
2: makes no sense
1: and then kevin perhaps not only just the greatest world cup final ever probably one of the best matches of all time yeah for 80 minutes it looked like argentina Was going to have that on lockdown. Then a dumbass penalty. And then Killian Mbappe. Masterclass. I've never seen anything like that. Going extra time. Messi scores in the first extra time. Argentina's got it. Another goddamn penalty. Goes to PKs. Argentina wins 4-2 on penalty kicks. Lionel Messi, the greatest of all time, cements his status. Finally gets that World Cup title and the monkey off his back. And then Emmy
2: Martinez made a fool out of himself. fucking asshole. The one guy's taking the penalty... He should have got a yellow card. I'm shocked he didn't get carded. Well, first off, he took the ball and he really should have handed it to the ref, the hand of the player. Nope. But he took the ball like he was going to personally hand to the player for intimidation. And then right when the player walked up, he threw it. He threw the ball. Why he did not get carded. I have no idea. And then after the game, he won the Golden Glove for best goalkeeper in the World Cup. And he like fucked it. Okay. First of all, in
1: front of the America tar, which questionable, the French president, you got Macron (laughs) up there. You got some other dignitaries. And this guy proceeds to fuck the Golden Glove love looking at the french fans and the still of the qatarian guy looking at him so like what disdain. the
2: fuck Emmy martinez's face he looks like a three stooge like one of he the does. three stooges he's fucking shimp. unbelievable that he did that
1: the number one movie at this time i remember this being a bit of a juggernaut because i owned it on hd dvd king kong no, with jack Peter black Jackson. Yeah, great one. And then it was also a launch title for the Xbox 360. Speaking of which, but you played it for five minutes, the damn thing would red ring, and you'd have to I remember some of the shit you had to do with that. I remember at one point I had like a damn cloth and put it upside down. I went through five of those things. It was ridiculous. The number one song in America from a guy who ended up turning into a gigantic piece of shit, Chris Brown, run it. Is it me? which is a great song. Love that song. Has a good beat, but not that great of a guy, but that's all that was going on this
2: time 17 years ago. So the additional problem with the Xbox 360, the red ring, absolutely unacceptable. Oh, why? Because like you buy a $400 system and then the damn thing just like stops working and knows that it's going to stop working because it literally has the red ring to tell you. But then in addition to that, marketing for the 360 would show it standing up Mm -hmm. and people would stand it up and then it would chew a fucking like (sighs) burn a laser ring into the fucking disc it was bad and then you couldn't play those discs anymore but
1: i will say kudos to microsoft i want to say two years ago height of the pandemic they released like a retrospective all of microsoft in general one entire episode was devoted to the red wing so they know they fucked up so at least they don't deny
2: it. well that's that's a shame because like i always like i talk about you and i like i want to get together i want to play like Gears of War oh I'm like, it's the best can you even get a working 360 <laughs> like, no you gave me a 360 a while ago and yeah. it doesn't the power brick is like fried yeah shit alright two taglines for Santa sleigh He's making a list. Pray you're not on it. No checking it twice at all. Just straight to it. And spreading holiday fear this Christmas. Great. All right. Let's take a sleigh ride into the plot. Our movie opens with a seemingly wealthy family arguing about possessions over Christmas dinner. So basically about how rich they are. This makes no sense. Santa Claus comes down to the chimney and graphically kills all of them. He drowns one in eggnog. He throws a Christmas star like a ninja star. He stabs one of them with silverware in the hands <laughs> and he suffocates him with a turkey leg. So
1: fucking dumb. Jimmy Kahn yeah. died by turkey
2: leg. <laughs> fucking Jonathan E. Uh, yeah. Sonny Corleone. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. This Santa has a sleigh pulled by Hell Deer instead of Reindeer, a singular Hell Deer. Or according to the reviewer, a yak slash buffalo. Yeah. He arrives in Hell Township in Alberta, Canada. Is that where Hell Track was? Hell Track is in Hell Township. Yeah. It's a, it's a crossover movie with Rad. <laughs> Same universe. Also in Hell Township is Nicholas Yulson, who lives with his grandfather. And I guess you'd call him an inventor and maybe a doomsday prepper, we could call him. A fucking nut, that's what What? he is. (laughs) When Nicholas asks his grandpa why he hates Christmas, grandpa shows him the Book of Klaus.
0: What the hell's that? A Necronomicon? If it's the truth you want, then it's the scary truth you're gonna have. Sit down. is the Book of Klaus been in the possession of our family for countless generations
2: this book reveals the true origins of santa claus which is that apparently santa was a product of satan via virgin birth christmas was the day of slaying until 1005 a.d when an angel defeated santa in a curling match and his punishment was to deliver presents for 1000 years fucking curling man however his 1000 year sentence is up and santa is ready to fucking kill again (laughs) Santa's off to a good start, killing locals at a Jewish delicatessen and strip club. Those are two two separate places. No, it should be the same place. Not Not a Jewish deli within a strip club. We get pastrami and roast beef. Oh, Jewish deli inside of a strip club's awesome. (laughs) Uh, Star of David's. Like I am, come. We've got free limo service. Yeah. Two for one. Well drinks down at Star of David's. <laughs> at this point, Santa has began to pursue the Yulesons along with Nicholas's crush Mac, which I guess her name's Mary, but he calls her Mac. Mac tonight. Nicholas and uh, Mac escape via snowmobile.
0: You've really let yourself go, haven't you? What are you packing around there? Next to two bills, I bet. <laughs> Mrs. Claus, she's one hell of a cook. Not much of a hairdresser, though. Oh, I've waited a long time for this day. Not half as long as I have. Unfortunately, your time is about to expire. So you're done spreading joy and warming the hearts of children everywhere. I hate children. For centuries, I've received millions of their letters, and now, I'm free to hunt down every last one of those brats.
2: But grandpa gets run over by a hell deer. It's very difficult to say the word Yulson. Yulson. Why not just call him Yolog? <laughs> Seriously, Nicholas Yolog. I don't know. You sound like John Taffer. <laughs> he would have a blast on Star David's. Get the fuck a delicatessen inside of a gentleman's club dude you gotta be smart about your business nicholas and mac hide in the high school hoping that when christmas ends santa will no longer have powers (laughs) they seem to believe this santa nearly runs them over with (laughs) only us can we somehow interweave john taffer
1: into a bill goldberg christmas movie (laughs)
2: uh (laughs) Santa nearly runs them over with a Zamboni, but they are saved by Grandpa, who is now an angel and apparently also used to be an angel. He was just a man in between. As you said, he's fucking Fire Marshal Bill. He looks like Bruce Dern, Fire Marshal Bill. (laughs) Rumsfield. We've done a lot of twists lately. Grandpa, again, was the same angel to defeat Santa 1,000 years earlier in curling. Santa actually does lose his powers at the end of Christmas, so he flees. Santa books a flight to the North Pole under the name Mr. Satan and says it's pronounced like the hockey player Miroslav. Shatan. Shatan.
0: So, Mr. Satan.
2: Actually, that's Shatan.
0: Oh, like the hockey player
2: what a fucking reference weird reference although i really love that satan jersey yeah New jersey devil pretty awesome nicholas and matt kiss as the movie ends we get some bloopers during the actually i didn't see bloopers during i the didn't credits. see any bloopers at all i think on certain cuts there's bloopers during. It should the be credits. a blooper of claire saying daddy <laughs>
0: daddy hey mary you want to come help
1: no you have fun daddy
2: in the uh, post credit scene we see Santa looking at the naughty list and delivers Goldberg's who's next
1: they literally forgot to
2: interweave your
1: next into the fucking movie they put it at the end of the credits
2: characters Douglas Smith as Nicholas Yulson I'm glad to see he's done some other stuff still acting Bill Goldberg as Santa Claus
1: (laughs) Bill Goldberg does not get top billing however he gets the first name in the opening
2: credits of the movie Emily DeRaven as Mary Mackenzie she's Claire from Lost Robert Culp plays Grandpa Yulson Wilson, Dave Thomas as Pastor Timmons, not Dave Thomas from Wendy's. That would have been even better. Uh, you'll recognize this, Dave Thomas. James Conn as Darren Mason, uncredited, so he probably just did this for fun. It's embarrassed. Rebecca Gayhart as Gwen Mason. Chris Kattan as Jason Mason. Jason Mason. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Jason Mason sounds like I love him. Jason uh, Mason. X Games Motocrosser. <laughs> Fran Drescher as Virginia Mason. Looked amazing. Alicia Loren as Beth Mason. Annie Sorrell as Taylor Mason. Tom Tiny Lister, which it's weird to see the Tom Tiny yeah. Lister. Sometimes he's Tiny Zeus Lister. As a gas station attendant. As Bruno, the gas station attendant. He played Bruno in Armed and Dangerous with John Candy, Eugene Levy. Same name. All right, Jim, which actor, actress gives a passive performance? Does anyone the <laughs> character still seem <laughs> fucking (laughs) Is anybody in this movie? But surprisingly, fucking Goldberg amps it up. Yeah, I love him. He
1: knows exactly what he is, but why did they cover up his tattoo? I don't know. Like, that is the most identifiable tribal tattoo of all time.
2: Yeah,
1: it it doesn't hurt the character. Like, listen, Santa's killed 41 people in this movie. We can't have the tribal tattoo on him. We can't. No, okay?
2: I wonder if maybe it was a copyright thing. Do you think it was? But then he showed up in the stocking cap with the same logo on it at the airport. as Miroslav Shatan? I don't know. I'll have the uncredited James Caan. Yeah. It's just because he's he's like, let's move to best scenes. And I will say the opening scene because- It's mine too. You know what
0: I'm thinking, Angel? What, darling? I was thinking- Dear God, don't let this bird taste like a shoe like it did last year. Let it be tender and moist just for once. Yeah, moist. That would be nice. It's called foreplay. I don't want to screw the bird. I want to eat it. I swear to you, she dehydrated this turkey from Thanksgiving.
2: You have a mess of a family, but I, I bet they had so much fun.
1: It seems like they I did. I bet you
2: put James Kahn and Fran Drescher, Rebecca Gayhart, Chris Kattan. They were probably laughing. They probably thought it was hilarious. They probably got thousands of dollars for a half hour of work. You know Definitely. What I mean?
1: There's certain things that Jimmy Kahn said during this movie that you could no longer say. Yeah. But it's like,
2: wow. But yeah, James Kahn is just, he's really funny in that scene. And then Fran Drescher gets her head caught on fire. Yeah. She's having. Having an affair with Chris and Jason Mason. We, we don't. We can't really. It seems we, like a very we can't porn really, hub stepson. Can't really work out the dynamic of that scene because jay i I'm assuming it's J, James khan is married Fran Drescher. Yeah, Rebecca Gayhart's their daughter. So I'm yeah. guessing that's her. That's Fran Drescher's son-in-law. Yes, and then you have the
1: twin sisters. Yeah, so they're a part of it somehow. They're
2: probably Rebecca
1: Gayhart's sisters. Stepsisters. Whatever. Yeah. 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 So. It makes no sense why the scene is in there.
2: It's just it's funny because think it's just to establish Santa. Yeah. Because they're all having this Christmas dinner. And then Santa comes down the chimney and just starts fucking them up. Kicks like, a dog. He kicks the dog, which is funny. It shouldn't yeah. be funny, but it's it's funny. And then he stabs James Con in the hands. He sets Francis's hair, hair on fire. fire. It's Rebecca Gayhart with a table um, leg. And then he kicks Chris Kattan into like a grandfather clock. Yeah. I don't remember what he does to the twins. I think they just fall backwards. She falls backwards on the dog's
1: bed that has yeah. a pose through the neck.
2: There you go. And I don't know what to the other one. But yeah, just a, a kind of a funny scene with some star power just to kick things off. Why not? You could see they
1: did it for a favor. Yeah. I guarantee you they weren't paid for it. If they were, it was $500 and a handshake, maybe a hot dog. So my first one, you brought it up at the top of the show. The quote, the actual quote.
0: I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula.
1: When... <laughs> First off, we'll talk about analogic. in logic. The setup of this school that they end up running through. Absolutely no sense. But you have them on the high school hockey rink. Bill Goldberg, Pilateena Zamboni
2: going 2.5 miles an hour. It's like the whole Austin Powers thing. They're just standing there screaming. And it's like, you can can just run. Move. You can slide out of the way. But Nicholas Yulson,
1: great name, by the way, just decides to point a flashlight at him like he's going to (laughs) burn. And then Bill Goldberg, without breaking a sweat, without fucking up a line, Says, I'm Santa Claus, not fucking Dracula. Perfect delivery. <laughs> Bill Goldberg knew the length and the width of his acting presence, and he hit it right out of the park with that well,
2: line. And then the other one I set up top, another one of the ones is so they have this theory that as the time zones, you know, when the time in the North Pole ends at Christmas, he will Greenwich no Time, yeah. Yeah, he'll no longer have powers. And he explains to him that that's, you know, not necessarily true because that's where all the time zones merge. And and Claire from Lost says he's scary yet educational. Daddy, <laughs> daddy. All right, what's your next one? Santa Claus and mayhem at the strip club. Oh,
1: ho, ho.
2: So he goes to um, gold diggers. Yeah, and home he, of the Klondikes. Home of the Klondikes. We didn't meet the Klondikes. Testicular. Yeah one of the strippers and uh he christmas candy christmas candy he goes in and he kind of almost looks like he's just gonna like patronize the place because yeah he walks in he's kind of looking at the pictures on the wall and there stuff. are titties everywhere yeah in scene but then he starts like uh killing the employees and the unnecessarily you think you want to get a lap dance yeah But uh, it is funny. There's a scene where he's going to use the stripper pole as a weapon. Yeah. But before he grabs it, he like. He's repulsed. He's repulsed. And he cleans it. And then rips it out. And then rips it out and uses it. Which is very unnecessary. Electrocutes a guy. He uh, just causes a bunch of mayhem here. My last one.
1: And it's pretty damn spectacular. The stop motion curling scene. Yeah. Hearing their calls,
0: God sent down one of his angel generals from the heavens. The angel took the form of an old man. He encountered the young, ill tempered Santa not far from his home. Santa was ice fishing with the ordinary little people, the elves, on a frozen lake. No, please, Santa, don't. No, I don't come. Knowing the son of Satan was a gambling sort, the angel challenged him to a contest. The contest was a simple one who could slide a rock across the lake and land it closest to the ice fishing hole without the rock falling
1: in. That totally depicts what happened a thousand years ago with Santa and the angel, which you find out to be Fire Marshal Bill Grandpa. It's really well done.
2: It's kind of like a
1: Rudolph. It is. Sort of animation.
2: I love it. But, you know, I, I thought, uh, maybe we're giving them too much credit, but I thought it is pretty smart because if they had shown it in any other way, it would have revealed... Been Well, it would have revealed that the grandpa was the angel. The angel. At this point, there's still some like... Yeah, you kind of feel it though, You kind of know it's the grandpa. This is a disbelief. Yeah. So this way, they still allow it to set up the twist at the end that the grandpa's the angel. My last one, Santa catching a plane at the end of the movie. Love it.
0: Have you connecting it? In- Winnipeg and continuing on to Borneo Airport, North Pole. That's correct. How many bags do you have to check, sir? Just one. Has your sack been out of your sight at all? just have a
2: seat we'll board in 10 minutes he does he's at the airport he's and he, Miroslav he's Shetan. no longer in the the christmas the the santa suit he's west coast chopper's, he a west Gold coast cha- choppers
1: jacket with the goldberg fucking logo stocking cap long hair
2: and then they try to go for this joke that doesn't really land where she she says mr satan and he says it's jatan and she says <laughs> like the hockey player and she says are you checking any bags and he puts like the santa sack, sack on the counter and she goes. Goes, has your sack been out of your sight and he just kind of like cocks his head at her and it's really not funny yeah but uh yeah he's gonna take a flight to the north Pole.
1: yeah and so. this movie does have a lot of like juvenile sexual references a like ton. like uh captain cock captain captain cock captain well, cock yeah. yeah it's great there's a ton of great there's puns in this movie weird i can hear it. and this movie was 10 years ahead of its time when it came to the obsession of curling yeah. Now, every time the Winter Olympics is on, that's all anybody want to watch is curling. This movie knew it used shit from a thousand years ago, folks. Pool sceners, you love curling. Thank you, Santa Slay. for oh, Pittsburgh knowing. has that
2: curling club where you can go and curl. It seems a little ridiculous to have a Pittsburgh curling club. But like I would not go to the curling club and they're like, oh, did you see the Olympics? I'm like, no, I saw Santa, Santa Slay." <laughs> So, well, obviously in this movie, there's plenty of uh, frozen water, but what happens when you thaw that frozen water, it becomes a swimming pool (laughs) that we have to get out of. Hey, you want to swim? I'm Bill Goldberg. Who's next? All right, we're gonna do some negative, some positive. We we've not done this yet. No. We're we're doing best and worst Christmas songs. Probably could have saved this and and done one this time and then one next year. But we're just gonna go ahead it. let's do our five worst Christmas songs first. Okay, and then we'll do our five best. So do you want to go first?
1: All right, I'll go first. So my number five worst Christmas song, Blue Christmas, Elvis Presley. All right. I cannot stand Elvis Presley. I give him absolutely Tons of credit for helping create the rock and roll genre. Stealing
2: everything he ever had. Stole it from Forrest Gump. I wiggle damn hip. Psst.
1: But no, I just have never liked Elvis Presley. I just, I don't get it. I probably never will. But Blue Christmas, oh, hi, hu, 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 hu. the way his
2: affect in his voice angered me. I like it. Do you? Yeah. I mean, it's not one of my favorites, yeah. but I like Blue Christmas. I'm curious to see if we do have some crossover where maybe something on my worst is on your best okay. and vice versa. But we'll, we'll see. My number five, uh, something I just think I heard for the first time recently within the last month or so, which I mistakenly thought was the Italian Christmas donkey, but it's actually titled Dominic the donkey. Horrible. You just heard it for the first time. Blue Monty, I think so. Fucking horrible.
1: When Santa
0: visits his paisans with Dominic, he'll be because the reindeer can cannot climb the hills of Italy. Hey, jingity jing.
1: It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing
2: one of my coworkers with the radio work is like very anal and he only plays, which, you know, he, he has to approve this, but he had this kid's Christmas station on. I was like, I can't fucking do it. I can't yeah. do it. I'm going to go on a rampage. But a lot of it had to do with Dominic the donkey.
1: A couple years ago, I was DJing and I would do this every year at the same bar Christmas party. Dominic the donkey is a big like Italian Christmas yeah. song. I remember one year I played that song no less than 10 times uh, and I wanted to jump through a fucking window. Yeah. It was horrible. Yes. I don't get the appeal of it. So my number four is Santa Claus is Coming to Town performed by Bruce Springsteen. Nineteen seventy-five. Uh, yeah. First off, when I found out he performed this at a college in nineteen seventy-five, I did not realize Bruce Springsteen was a thing in nineteen seventy-five. We've made fun of it, especially when the We Are the World swim meet series. Once again, it goes to the affect of his voice. Every right. word, every syllable sounds like he's shitting. Oh, you better walk on. you better not cry.
2: It's like Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Awesome. My number four worst is We Need a Little Christmas. Been recorded by everyone. It sucked by everyone. <laughs> you know that we need a little Christmas right this very minute. Yeah. We need a little
0: Christmas right this very
2: minute. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck you.
1: So my number three is a staple of Christmas. I just never fucking like the song Jingle Bells. I fucking hate Jingle Bells. Oh, just
2: regular old just, Jingle Bells.
1: Just fucking the gold standard of Christmas songs. As a kid, you know, Jingle Bells, Batman Smells, Robin laid an egg "The Batmobile, lost the wheel and Joker got away. Hey, fuck Jingle Bells. I hate it. There's no need for it. it
2: pisses me off. My number three is also Jingle Bells, but it's a very specific Jingle Bells. It's the Frank Sinatra one. Okay. It does the J-I-N-G-L-E bells. Yeah. And it's like fucking Sinatra, you know? Yeah. I fucking hate it. (laughs) I hate it. I can't stand it. So, but it's, it's, it is Jingle Bells, but it's just in that Sinatra way. So my number two. Mariah Carry All I Want for Christmas. Wow. Fuck that song. Wow. I'm sick
1: of it. Because as a current retail worker, that's when I know it is time for the next two months of hell to begin. Not only is it the kickoff of the Christmas shopping season, I'll hear it at work 1,700 times a day. You, it's horrible. The, Every cra- cover. The crazy a, thing about uh, it,
2: well, you mentioned that cover. So I feel like this song is still new. Like, and I'll get to this in a minute about new Christmas songs. And it's like 20 years old. It's 28 years old. Yeah, it came crazy. out in 1994 so when i hear people cover it i'm like wow that is mariah carey makes more from that song than like everything else in her career oh yeah. yeah which tells you record christmas songs if you're an artist exactly my number two santa baby any oh. version madonna's is probably the most well oh, it makes me want to fucking die
1: one song my number one fuck this song fuck everything it stands for I can't believe it's fucking Paul McCartney simply having a wonderful Christmas time that blah blah, blah 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 fuck you Paul I loved you for the Beatles and then you had to fucking whip your dick out and piss down my throat
2: with this fucking Christmas song 6 hours later fuck you fuck christmas burn the tree down fuck you second and that's how's my my least favorite Christmas song <laughs> My number one. I didn't realize I started doing a podcast with Dennis Leary. I I can't. All right. All right. Let's now move, we got to do Let's move on to the best Christmas right. songs. I'll go first on this one. So I'm cheating already right off the bat. And this technically is a New Year's song. But as far as I'm concerned, there's not a New Year's song category. It's true. So it would just fall under holiday songs or Christmas songs. It's Dan Fogelberg. Speaking of Dennis Lear, nice. I blame Dan Fogelberg for making me a pussy in the 70s. <laughs> Dan Fogelberg, same old Lang sign. <laughs> Yeah. Meets his old lover at the grocery store. They have some beers. Can't find an open bar. So they drink a six pack in the car. Pretty sweet. Explain something to me with "Old Lang Syne. You're starting a new year. You want to start off on a good note.
1: Yeah. "Old Lang Syne
2: is the most depressing fucking New Year song yeah. ever. Uh, well, why? The, that's why Dan Fogelberg wrote same Old Lang Syne or another "Old Lang Syne, whatever it's called. So my number
1: five is Christmas Vacation from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I didn't think about that. Fucking great song. I don't know what it is about the song. It puts me in a great mood. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to watch this Christmas standard of a movie that is fantastic. But once again, it's not on Spotify. It's not anywhere. It's not on Spotify? Not on Spotify. You have to go on YouTube and listen to it. I was just thinking.
2: I was like, first thing I do when I'm leaving is I'm listening to that song. But it's on YouTubers. Yeah, that's a little harder. My number four got me in a tricky situation the other day. It's the kink father christmas oh
0: we want to bra
2: Because I was listening in my car with my oldest daughter. And the first line of the song is, when I was young, I believed in Santa Claus, even though I knew it was my dad. And I was like, whoops. Ignore that line. <laughs> uh, so, but it, yeah, I like that song. It's a great song. Father Christmas, bring me some money. My number four, matching
1: up with Santa Claus is Coming to Town that I Hated by Bruce Springsteen. I love Santa Claus is Coming to Town Performed by Greg Evigan on My Two Dads The Christmas episode. Whoa. Santa Claus
0: coming Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming to town.
1: As a kid, it always sticks out to me. I watch this episode every year. It is the best version of this song I have ever heard in my entire life. From a My Two Dads episode. From a My Two Dads episode, Greg Evigan, Paul Reiser, Stacey Keenan. It's fantastic. Pool Seniors, you just heard it. Wow. It's fucking amazing.
2: So I have, this may be, I saw this one on a lot of hatred lists, a lot of worst lists. Band-Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas. I love this song. I love it. It's a great song. Yeah, it's, it was a benefit. Yeah. A bunch of people pulled together. Name some of the people in in Band-Aid. It was uh, George Michael. Yeah, he was in, in it. it. I almost said Don Dawkins. Don <laughs> Dawkins was in it.
1: <laughs> I don't remember who was Let's all in Let's see if we can
2: find a list. Yeah, look it up real quick. All right. We had in Band-Aid, Robert Cool Bell from Cool and the Gang. All right. Bono from U2. Yeah. Pete Burkett from Boomtown Rats. Huh? Adam Clayton from U2. Phil Collins yeah Crisscross Ultravox Okay I was gonna say Not that uh, Crisscross You Cross. had like other bandmates Like you had Simon Crow From Boomtown Rats yeah. Sarah Dallin From uh, Banana Rama okay. Siobhan Fahey Alright So you pretty much had all members Of Boomtown Rats You had Boy George Yeah Spandau Ballet The entire thing Simon LeBond From Duran Duran I literally think you had The full complement of Wham I think yeah. you had Michael You had and George and Michael It's weird how this breaks it down It's in alphabetical order By last name I
1: don't know why you're gonna say It's an iambic pentameter it's like-
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's Sting, James JT Taylor from Cool in the Gang. All right. They could have grouped that way better. Yeah, it, well it's it's alphabetic order yeah. by, but it's Ultravox, Bananarama Cool in like the Ultravox. Gang. We like Ultravox. Duran Duran, Status Quo, Spandau Ballet, Culture Club. A lot of English. Yeah heaven 17 don't know what that is never heard of them. boomtown rats and then phil collins seems to have almost a little bit too much star power there's a spoken word on the b side which has david bowie holly johnson from frankie goes to hollywood and paul mccartney
1: okay so my number three here we go last christmas you gave me your heart it's the movie they gave away the plot from last week like i said definitely in my top five it's my top it's my third it's okay. a great song.
2: Yeah. I mean, we so talked about good. it a little bit last week. It is it is a really good one. Now, I my number two, and, and I will even consider like William's Last Christmas, you know, all I want for Christmas is you. So my number two is a song by all country artist Casey Musgraves called Glittery.
0: You know, you make me feel so glittery. You light me up like starlight on It's like a
2: gift to me. It's with Troye Sivan. Okay. It's from Casey Musgraves did this like Christmas special and had a bunch of original songs. Why? Christmas tends to be a lot about traditions. Yeah. You know, putting up a tree, keeping the same ornaments every year. You know, these were my grandma's ornaments, putting up the same ornaments, doing all the same things, repetitive traditions. But it's like that with the music too. How True. many more times do I need to hear some of these songs? So when people write new Christmas songs, I appreciate it. Like yeah, I it's like, rare. I like new Christmas songs they don't all have to be the fucking classics over and over again now I do like some of the classics and I like hearing them once in a while but if you listen to like Christmas radio which is a thing it's the same fucking songs over and over again and I like that artists are like they should be trying to record Christmas if I'm Post Malone I'm recording a whole Christmas album fuck yeah man because like if one of those hits you're set I mean I think Post Malone's probably set but
1: but you know what the weird thing is so as I get older I'm starting to appreciate Post
2: Malone more and more. Really? <laughs> I really am. I'm surprised to hear you say that. Yeah, why? I don't know. Because it's kind of a newer? No, you don't like it. Yeah, you don't like anything new.
1: Yeah, not necessarily. I like uh, Dua Lipa okay. quite a bit. Wow. My number two, like you said, original Christmas song. It was December 24th, Hollis Avenue Queens. There you go. Christmas and Hollis run DMC. Just a fucking opening hook to that. You think it's going to be a regular song? Little original, you know, an old school classic. This became an original old school classic. Such a great song. And it it kicks off Die Hard even better. It's
2: probably definitive Christmas rap song. Oh, yeah. The The other one is like Curtis Blow's Christmas Rapping. Yep. But there's there's some others, but not not like that. I don't no, know. not at all. My number one was Last Christmas by William. Yeah, such a great one. And then speaking of Die Hard, my number one,
1: Let It Snow by Vaughn Monroe. Oh, the weather outside is
0: frightful. But the fire is so delightful, and since we no place to go, let it snow, let it snow,
1: let it snow. The end credits at Die Hard.
2: I thought you'd go White Christmas. No,
1: I, that probably was sixth on my list, okay. but no, that version of Let It Snow, Vaughn Monroe has done like two versions of it. It's the one from Die Hard. It's the very best version. It's better than Frank Sinatra. I love old blue eyes. Don't get me wrong. Amazing. yippee ki motherfucker.
2: Okay, so I have some other some some sort of honorable mentions, and I want you to tell me yay or nay All right. if they are good, if they go on the naughty list or the nice list. Okay, in sync. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. Oh, hell yeah! I, I forgot agree. about that. I agree. Christmas, baby, please come home by you too. No, I like it. Please come home for Christmas by the Eagles. <sighs> Maybe. I like it. I don't know if you know this one. Backdoor Santa by Clarence Carter. No idea. Okay. It's a pretty good one. Now, we both strongly feel one way about the Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time. (sighs) But what about the other Beatle who released a popular Christmas song? Specifically, John Lennon releasing Happy Xmas" War is Over. (laughs) (laughs) Better than simply having a wonderful Christmas time. I agree. Better than... uh, Way better. Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. No. Like it. It's a good one. Really? Yep. No. I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus, Jackson 5. No. Feliz Navidad. That's a great one. Oh, Melee Kaliki There you uh, go. Ben Crosby, oh, great Merry song. Christmas. Otis Redding, Merry Christmas, baby. Love Otis Redding. It's a good one. Okay. I'm, we could go through these all day. Oh, yeah, There's all day. thousands of them, but uh, all right, let's get back in the frozen pool. Hey, get in a pool. Suck it.
0: We got an eyewitness account that a man dressed as Santa Claus was seen leaving the store about the same time you said you arrived. Captain, this might be something that predates all of us. Santa Claus is not a myth or a legend. He's real, only he's not bearing gifts and presents anymore. Son, are you saying Santa is offing everyone who's naughty and nice? That's exactly what I'm saying, Captain. Look. Here. Gee, Nicholas, that's a swell clock, but why should I give a damn what time it is in Greenwich? Well, I figure that we have until about 7 p.m. That'd be midnight at the pole. The North Pole's time zone is the same as the Greenwich Mean Time
2: now I think Goldberg's good in this one I thought he (laughs) knew who he is and he didn't go beyond it it's great so I will say best acting performance by a wrestler
1: it's definitely not Hulk Hogan in anything Hulk Hogan has ever done I think
2: Hogan in anything is great because wait what well I'll put it this way okay Thunder in Paradise Hogan acting should be its own genre there should be like if Hogan's in it it's its own thing okay it's so strange like Santa with Muscles Mr. Nanny Thunder in Paradise No Holds
1: Barred Suburban Three, ninjas,
2: three like no, three
1: ninjas high noon
2: omega mountain yeah, or something like that yeah all of those insane yeah it's nuts and then rocky for whatever reason and but, then
1: that weird movie you showed me the trailer for that we want to cover on the podcast like assault something you remember yeah, that short yeah. hair
2: hogan yeah so weird so hogan yeah definitely not god who would, so i uh, here's here's some of my narrowed down piper and they live oh so good jesse ventura and predator okay batista is tracks in the Guardians yeah. franchise. Andre the Giant in Princess Bride. He's really good. John Cena in any comedy. Or I would have said specifically Peacemaker. Yeah, he's great in Peacemaker. I really like him in Blockers. I think yeah. he's hilarious. I wouldn't include The Rock or Austin in anything. Roman Reigns and Hobbs and Shaw or Fast Nine. Barely counts. <laughs> so wouldn't count The Miz or no. Ted DiBiase Jr. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there are good performances from wrestlers and movies and, and overall, I think a hand, I think the rock is the, great. The, at what the rock, yeah, but he's one thing he's, yeah. you know, he I is still one. have not watched black Adam. Yeah. Me either. He's pissed. Yeah. It he un-
1: didn't fight. He needed 600 million. It didn't
2: touch. He, it. Unf- he unfollowed DC. I'm guessing he, him and James Gunn had a conversation and they probably told him cause he's the one that got Cavill back. back. And I get the feeling that they were like, yeah, we're not, we're not doing anything. First off, I don't know what you
1: expected with a villain character from Shazam to bring back DC. It's not going to happen. He, he put too many eggs in that basket. I think James Gunn, knows how to do it right now and just restarting from scratch with Superman. It's the best thing to
2: do. Yeah. Uh, maybe another day we'll actually do a... Uh, we'll rank the wrestling actors. Or yeah, something, we but, should. But one guy who surprisingly never wrestled, who never was in a WrestleMania or anything, was uh, David McCall. Hey, I had a Jewish delicatessen. They called me Dave Goldberg. Well, it could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. All right, so speaking of Jewish you know, people... Uh, I'm not sure if they deliberately set out to make such a Jewish Christmas movie, because like all of the actors, are you okay? (laughs) Such a a great segue. (laughs) Wahlberg, he's Jewish, right? I get no, I don't know. I'm not sure, like, again, I'm not sure if they deliberately set out to make such a Jewish Christmas movie because Jewish people famously celebrate Hanukkah, Hanukkah. typically do not celebrate Christmas. But, like, in the opening scene, there's, like, a wink and a nod because every actor and actress in that scene is Jewish. Jewish, yeah. Goldberg, who plays Santa Claus, Jewish. Yes. There's actually jokes about this in the movie. Uh, There's, like, you know, some Jews outside the delicatessen who get arrested. Yeah, they're ascetic, yeah. yeah. So it's weird that they went that route and thought it was so funny funny to do so yeah maybe it was more of like an inside joke you know maybe that was it i i think they, they killed the one guy with a menorah yeah i guess it's when it was made but there's some very Im- insensitive and immature humor in this one yeah like there Jim is said some of it's childish like the santa is called gonad yeah and then the dancers names at gold diggers like dixie wrecked and Tess yeah. Tickler. yeah it's pretty uh pretty strange <laughs> we didn't mention or maybe we did the deli owner Tries to reflect the star of David on the Santa's forehead. Yeah. What did he think he was going to do? Was he just trying to, like, blind him? Or was I have he no idea. Like... Where was the fucking light source from that, by the way? Well, that makes, yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense either. When Nicholas is buying the smoker's gum from Tiny Lister.
0: You know, for such a small town, I've never seen you before. Just moved here, homeboy. Too much damn violence in the hood. Part two, when you have a chance, can some vandalism. Oh, you betcha. That's heavinson. Hey.
2: Merry Christmas. So he goes in the gas station and I don't know why the scene even needs to ex- exist, but he goes in the gas station and he's like, do you have any gum? And he's like, no, nah, we're all out. And he's like, the- <laughs> there's been such a rush. Yeah, well, he's like the truck driver who's supposed to bring it. You know, he was, he didn't make it or something. He was at the strip club that got and got killed. So Nicholas buys smokers gum. It's $2 and 39 cents. And he says out of five, he hands him a five and apparently Zeus while he's working, just listens to the <laughs> police tracker all the pretty much yeah and nicholas hears heaven sent which is the name of the delicatessen yeah so he leaves and zeus says like tries to like hold his change up and say hey wait and then nicholas just runs out and he's like merry christmas and he's really stoked over two dollars and 61 (laughs) cents that's everything to him yeah he's like acting like he like made his day that he is two dollars and 61 cents
1: so we notice this when bill goldberg aka santa aka satan pulls over as i affectionately call him convenience store matt lawrence and claire from lost as he's approaching her truck which should literally be going about 60 miles an hour for the amount of revs yet he's able to keep up on Foot. How ridiculous. He sucks. Cock? That's not Captain Cock.
0: Oh shit! We
1: gotta get out of here now! Floor it!
0: Okay, I'm under the seat! Get my father's gun!
1: And you could clearly see he's running from the squad car that he stole after he killed Captain Cock and everybody at the police station. Yes, C A U L K is pronounced Cock, not Colk I never said anybody, hey, can you help caulk my shower? No, it's you cock your shower. That's how you pronounce it. But in the very, like without breaking the scene, he jumps onto the car. And then when you look in the background where the cop car should be, it's no longer there. There's no continuity in this movie whatsoever. So you think somebody would have said, hey, um, we forgot the cop car in the background. Ah, fuck it. Move on.
2: I have no fucking idea how grandpa works. He makes no sense. So he was immortal. He was alive a thousand years ago. And we're told that he gave it up for a woman, but we never see her or we know nothing about her. So he was over a thousand years old. And then like, how does he stop the Zamboni with an invisible curling stone? (laughs) Because, like, the Zamboni's about to run them over. Yeah. And then why is Grandpa wearing the paper fry cook hat when he returns? Why does he look like Fire Marshal Bill when he, he does. returns? He does.
1: Look he's up. an all-white, I get it, it's an angel thing, but he's still wearing, like, a plaid smock. Yeah.
2: And then why can't Grandpa cross the threshold of the high school ice rink?
0: Grandpa? I don't believe I can cross. I can't leave you, Grandpa. Not again. I don't recall raising a Sally. Now go! I promise I'll be around.
1: He works there now. He's a permanent ghost worker. (laughs) Because he comes back as an angel.
2: He's able to come back as an angel. He just kind of appears out of nowhere. He's sentient. Yeah, and then when Nicholas and Mac go to like leave to chase Santa down and and kill him once and for all, Grandpa's like, "I'm afraid I can't come." He hits a force field. He hits a force field. Why? Why is he able to be in the ice field? It frame?
1: is literally field of dreams. Once you walk into the cornfield, you disappear. That's
2: his cornfield. What if this is the exact site from 1000 years prior, but now the <laughs> high school's been built built on top of over it. the cornfield. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So, speaking of that, Grandpa's a, an angel now. Nicholas is sitting 16. We never see his parents. Grandpa's dead. Where's Nicholas going to live? No idea. I guess him and Mac are going to run off,
1: try to get some sort of state welfare from Canada, maybe. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Actually, maybe Canada's going to different. Yeah, they care more. Emancipation laws. And then finally, for me, they seem to set up like a second one, but I'm very confused. So the whole kind of premise and point of the movie is Santa lost the game of curling. He is now forced to deliver presents for a thousand years. The thousand years are up. And now he's free to this, Uh, the day of slayings again. And... But like grandpa challenges him and says, okay, if I beat you, you're good once and for all. No more of this. Yeah, no fucking around. And he goes, okay, you're on. And if, if you lose, you go to hell with my dad. They never finished the game. No, it just stops. It just stops. And then his powers run out because Christmas is over. But like, so next year, Santa can just come back and kill Nicholas. Yeah, he's back. Because Nicholas basically says at the end of the movie, like, I feel like my job's just beginning. Well, Nicholas, you're not an angel. You're immortal. Uh, you're a piece shit. And like Santa's going to come back and just kill him. And that's going to be the like that's the revenge. Yeah.
1: And we're still waiting for it to this day. 17 years later.
2: Shame. Except Goldberg is a lot more grayer now. So he'd look more of the part. All right. Legacy of this movie. Bill Goldberg met his wife on the set. Are you serious? They're still married 17 years later. Was she like a production She's assistant? Stu- she did stunts. Oh, okay. So she did stunts. Sort of seems like fate because this is ridiculous. She mistakenly thought that this movie was starring Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> That's the only reason she signed on. Can is you
1: the, imagine Jeff Goldblum as Satan Santa?
2: No. Uh, I'm here to, um, I'm here to kill you and uh, uh, a thousand years curling. Why not? I'm Jeff Goldblum. But she signed on because she thought it was Jeff Goldblum, and Jeff Goldblum turned out to be Bill Goldberg. Same person. They look huh. the same.
1: I love fucking Bill Goldberg in Jurassic Park. <laughs> Life. Uh,
2: With the fly with Bill Goldberg. (laughs) Goldberg fly. (laughs) But yeah, so they got married. They're still married. That's good. Uh, That's a good story. He slayed that uh, ass. All right. Well. Stick around for some plugs. Pool sceners,
1: once again, thank you for listening to this episode of the show. And don't forget, as always, like, comment, subscribe, rate, and follow Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. You leave us a five-star review, and we read it on the air. We'll send you out a bit of a prize. Also, don't forget, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch. If you guys are unsure how to get there, we have a one-stop shop now, and it's called Linktree. L-I-N-K-T-R. Ee slash pool scene podcast. If you guys would like to contribute to the show in any way, help for future content, maybe even put it towards a cup of coffee for us, there is a link at the top of the link tree that will send you to basically a tip jar. We love you guys and thank you once again. And now back to Kevin.
2: Merry Christmas, Final
1: App Guy. Yeah, the final lap.
2: last thing I'll say about this movie is that if, if Goldberg ever does a convention or a signing within a reasonable distance I would love to get my copy of Santa Slay signed. It'd be unique. Because it'd be just awesome. I think in the past I think I've found some autographed copies. They're like $250 you know something just stupid and unfortunately no one's ever made as far as I know like Santa Sleigh promotional poster or anything like that. No glasses. Because that would be awesome to yeah. get signed would be like a poster rather I never liked the idea like getting a DVDs signed. I have a couple signed DVDs or Blu-rays. But it's just like you sign the slipcover and... Well, I think the cool thing would be like if you were to
1: meet Goldberg, you'd probably be the only one in line to get That copied. It's like when I met David Naughton, I was the only one that did not have an American werewolf in London thing. Right. It was, I had the album and that's what connected me more. And we had the greatest night
2: ever. So you're saying I'm going to have a great night with Goldberg in the future. At karaoke. You and Goldberg singing karaoke. I'd be afraid to be around Goldberg.
1: I would like to get in a drunken bar fight. Not against Goldberg, (laughs) not against Goldberg, but me and him just fucking spearing people left and right. That'd be great.
2: I, I just... I bet it's a happy memory for him. I bet it would put a smile on his face because he He met met his his wife. wife. So I I bet that's where he goes to every time he thinks about that movie. I would hope so. I don't think he'd remember anything else from this movie. It's a shame, you know, that we we got the Rock on SNL. I've seen us probably hosted SNL. I, I think he has. I think he has. But you've had wrestlers host SNL and stuff. You never got WCW wrestlers. Well, I unless w, if WCW would have stuck around, I don't think Goldberg would have been at the top of that list. He I think he would have been good he after just, seeing this movie. After seeing this movie, but Like, when we saw him
1: do that very small part in Ready to Rumble, it was stiff as a board with Bill Goldberg.
2: So who do you think it would have been? Like, Wee? (laughs) Flash LaRue?
1: Lance Storm. No, I think Kevin Nash would have been great.
2: Nash would have been great. And there's another wrestling performance in a movie. Yeah. Tarzan and Magic Mike.
1: Now, if we ever met Kevin Nash, which is a lot better of a possibility than Bill Goldberg. Yeah. I would want him to sign a Magic Mike poster.
2: Magic Mike XXL,
1: yeah. Fuck yes.
2: Yeah. I I just, I would like for it to happen. I would like either just some Santa Slay stuff or... I want to... Fuck, somebody make me a custom Bill Goldberg Santa Slay figure. Better yet, do us a favor. Somebody go hijack a fucking buffalo or a yak and give it to Kevin. I... (laughs) I actually bet Jackie some, Yak <laughs> somewhere somewhere they probably made a Santa wrestling figure outfit for something oh a custom somebody did a custom and I bet you could put just get a Goldberg figure you know put a little hat on it and put it in the Santa suit you can go on ringside right now and get a Goldberg figure for about two ninety nine. dollars yeah, and, and do it be awesome a fun I'm custom gonna do that alright I, I got back we hope everyone's having a, a Merry uh, yeah. Christmas or had a Merry Christmas whenever this releases yeah i just got back from a little trip fun gonna wind down the year and i i think we're gonna take a break for a week we're
1: gonna take a week off yeah and enjoy the holiday season and then back at it 2023 with some more amazing wtf season so you have a fun little watch along coming up here soon with uh two returning guests that you guys will love and enjoy
2: all right well Again, happy Christmas, Merry Christmas to everyone. Simply having a wonderful Christmas you shut
1: fuck you, Paul McCartney and your fucking bleh 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 bleh
2: bleh. Paul. You're next. Yeah, it sounds like a Star Fox Christmas. You're
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, so gabbing. Yeah. one last time pool seniors we want to wish you all a very merry christmas and a happy new year thanks for being on a journey once again here in the year of 2022 and once we take that turn around the corner and we enter 2023 it's only going to get bigger and better and we are thankful that you guys are on board with us get ready for more fun more laughs more humor and just a lot more of everything here on the one and only Pool Scene Podcast.
0: (laughs) You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout. I'm telling you why, Santa
1: Claus is coming to town. He's making a list, checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's
0: naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Take it, Michael. He sees you when you're asleep. Yes, he sees He knows when you're awake. Yes, he knows He it. knows if you've been bad or good. Be good for goodness sake. (laughs) You better be good for goodness sake. Oh, you better watch out. You better better not cry. You better not not bow. I'm telling you why. Santa Claus coming to town. Santa Claus coming to town. Santa Claus is coming to town. I want a football. You're getting a book. (laughs) I want a bicycle. You're getting a book. I want a puppy! That I can do. Santa Claus! Santa Claus coming to town! Santa Claus is coming!
2: Mm -hmm.